Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I missed you guys. I took a week off from podcasting last week and I decided like I deserve a break. I wasn't going to take a break until I go to Mexico, but I just felt exhausted and I thought about how hot it was going to be. And as you guys know, my studio is my room and I I don't have like central AC, so we're struggling out here. We have like the window air conditioning and I could not just think of when I would be able to record because I live in the IE and it's hot as hell. And even when I have the AC on, you could hear it in the background and you guys know I care about how my podcast sounds and I didn't want to do that. So I couldn't think of a more appropriate week to take the day off than a three-day weekend because let me tell you, I rested, I also did a lot, and let me fill you guys in. But first and foremost, I would like to thank each and every one of you that has purchased the Unbreakable Latina Tees. It means so much to me, like just packaging those orders, it, I don't know, I can't explain the feeling of pride that I feel, of hard work, and just wearing the shirt makes me feel some type of way and I appreciate each and every one of you who has purchased and I know there are some sizes that did sell out and I was asked to restock. I don't know exactly when I will restock but I'll let you guys know. It's all a learning process. It's my first time. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get easier because the next time around I know what to do. And I want to thank my little sister for helping me because without her, I would probably have a lot more headaches than I do now. She's helped me so much and I bug her all the time, but I appreciate her. And I recently was just thinking about how everything I've been through makes sense now because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, if that makes sense. Like, I know, like, I wanted to promote at work and I wanted to do, like, be this boss girl. And little by little, as I got closer to that point, I realized that it didn't fulfill me. And finally, when I created this podcast, I feel fulfilled. I feel happy with myself. I feel like this creative side of me was discovered that I didn't know I had because I always would feel like lost but I knew that I wanted to always have a business I just didn't know what like I have all these ideas because like I told you guys I majored in business and todo es un business para me like I always think of this and that and this and I would always make the excuse that I didn't have time and that I didn't I didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to start and Honestly, like we're our own worst enemy when it comes to having an idea and saying like putting all these excuses about why you can't do it. But if you keep making excuses, you're never going to do it. Look at me. I made so many excuses for years and within a year I've accomplished so much and I'm very proud of myself. I'm so proud that I discovered this other side of me because I feel like so fulfilled and so confident in myself that this confidence that I'd never felt before because I've done a lot of things and I'm like wow I could do anything but this has just taken me taken me to another level so if you're thinking about 
like starting something, doing something, who cares? Like if other people are doing it, I would always have that mentality of be like, who's going to listen to my podcast? There's so many other podcasters, like no one's going to listen to me. And look at what has been created. It's crazy to me that like I stopped myself for so long. So don't stop yourself. So recently I've been pretty hard on myself and I had to take a step back and I think the break was definitely needed from last week. Um, I was thinking like I have all these emails that people probably think I'm rude and I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you've emailed me. I've seen it. It's just like sometimes I see it while I'm on a small break at work and then I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it when I'm home. Then I get home, I cook dinner, I take a shower, I go on my walk, and then ya se acabó el día. I was venting to my mom and I was telling her, like, I don't get how I don't have enough time to do what I want to do. Like, I want to, you know, respond to these emails. I want to get back to my DMs. And I try, pero siento que no me rinde el día. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, what do you mean? She's like, cuando tenías tiempo, when you had time, it's because you were off from work. And I was like, oh! You're right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think that that's the reason that I had so much time. Like I had partnerships going on and right now I have some pending, but I just haven't had time. But the thing is that when you are a creator and you're also a full-time worker, like it's a lot to balance in a social life. So I had to take a step back and realize like I could only do as much as I can. This isn't my full-time job. And that's the beauty of it, that I still have a full-time job. And I know me and Sophia, I don't know if I put that clip in the in the episode I did with Corporate Pero Latina, but we talked about, like, would you like being a full-time content creator? And we both always joke around and say, like, I just want to quit and be a full-time content creator. But at the same time, it's like we're so used to structure that it'd be kind of out of the ordinary for us to be like just at home creating content. I'm not saying I'm not open to that, but my whole life has been working like an eight to five and all of a sudden like I quit and I could wake up at whatever time I want and do whatever I want. Like that's the dream. It is the dream, but I struggle with that because I think about, I like going to socialize at work and she's mad and do all that. But I also like creating. So I would love to have like, I wish I could do part-time work and then part-time content creating. Like that'd be the dream. But a ver qué pasa. And I just have to be patient with myself. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, just take a step back. Take a break. It's okay. I mean, el tiempo pasa, la vida es corta. Like you just have to do whatever you can and stop being hard on yourself. And that's something that I know I give advice. Like don't be so hard on yourself. But I could never listen to my own advice. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks. Yes, that's where I get my research because I don't watch the news. But I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about women like encountering weird situations at the store with like creepy, like human trafficking stuff. And it's scary. So today I took the day off because I needed to record. Not because of that. But I needed to record anyways because I have plans this weekend. So my weekend's pretty filled up. Tomorrow I'm recording with my friend Chantel. She's a licensed therapist. I'm very excited about that because you guys had so many wonderful questions and she has so much knowledge and I just can't wait to keep bringing her on the podcast. Like I already know it's going to go well and Chantel and I actually reconnected because of TikTok. But anyways, um, 
I'm going to go shopping today because I need jeans and just like fall clothing. Take the day for myself, self-care day, go do my eyebrows. And I was just thinking like, it's scary. Like I was telling my mom, I'm with just human traffickers outside. <laughs> and just be aware of your surroundings. It's crazy. Like, honestly, lately, I just feel like every time I see something online is something bad. So make sure you're stopping on your phone when you're walking and just look around. Like, I'm always very aware because... I don't think I've ever shared this with you guys, but when I used to work at LA Fitness, trabajaba en las noches. So I would work, like I would go to school all morning, then I would work from like 6 to 11. And I never thought it was dangerous because, you know, you're just trying to get your money. So I remember that I used to have to close the gym, like I had a key to the gym. And at the end of the night, I would have to go around and make sure que nadie se quedaba en el gym. So I would go walk through the restrooms and walk like, y no me daba miedo. I was so brave. And thinking back now, I'm like, girl, you're crazy. You should have been scared. And it was very dark, obviously, because like 11 and the gym was close to my house. So this one night, I had to stop at my friend's house, and I stopped by, I left, and once I started driving home, I started noticing that this truck was, like, very close to me in residential areas. So I have always been a crime junkie. Like, I watch a lot of cops. I watch a lot of America's Most Wanted and, like, all those crime shows I survive. Estoy traumada. So I started like noticing every turn I would make, he would make. And I saw that it was a man. And then we came to this like very tight, like close street that didn't have a lot of space. And out of nowhere, he like just cuts me off and tries to block me in the street. And then that's when I panic. Like, oh my God, like my stomach just felt in knots. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't know who this is. And I thought it was a joke because I was like, there's no way this is happening to me right now. And right away, like, I was in my little Toyota Corolla, and I just booked it. Like, había un espacio, like, there was a small space, and I just, like, hit the gas. And I hit the gas, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? So this person, like, he had a big truck, and he all of a sudden starts following me again. So, like, I take off. I'm driving crazy, right? I'm driving crazy, and he's driving crazy right behind me and just following me, following me every turn I make. And I was just like, "Why? where's the police? Like, I always see police around here. There's no police. I ran a red light. He ran a red light after me. And the first thing that popped into my head, because I didn't even, like, I was trying to get my phone to call 911, but, like, I don't know. Like, at the t time, I just wanted to be as far as w away as I could from this person and I was trying to dial 911, but my hands were shaky. And I always have this dream. Like, I've had this reoccurring dream that I have to call 911. I forget. And I dial like 919 and 9999. And I could never dial 911. And honestly, I feel like I had like a prediction of this time. I didn't dial the wrong number, but it took me a long time to dial. So the first thing that popped into my head, I was like, I'm not driving home. Of course not. Like, why would I drive home and bring this crazy person to know where I live? So... I drove to the police station and I was on the phone with 911. I was like, this car is following me. And honestly, they were, I hate to say this, but I felt like they didn't believe me. I was like, this car is following me. Well, what did you do? And I was like, nothing. Like, I just started driving home. Like, I got off work and I was here. And well, what were you doing? And I'm like, nothing, driving home. And they were like, okay, well, and I told them the area I was in. They're like, oh, some 
police officers are going to meet you at this parking lot and Stater Brothers. So I was like, okay. So I drove there and I'm like panicking. Finally, like I lost a person or they gave up, but I don't know who it was. And I get to the parking lot and the cops are like, well, what were you doing? And I'm like driving and I started noticing this car. So he tried to block me in. He's like, do you have a license please? Like, no, I couldn't see. It was dark. And basically they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me and I was scared for my life. I remember that I, like, I think I called, like, my mom or somebody or a friend and I was like, I need you, like, to drive me home and make sure that no one's around me because the cops didn't even offer me that. They didn't offer me that and I was so upset because I was like, why don't they believe me? But for a couple of days and I think ever since then, I've gotten more traumatized because... It has happened. I've had a lot of weird things happen to me. Like I could make a whole episode about it, but a lot of there's a lot of bad people out there. So just be careful and be aware of your surroundings. And don't if you see someone following you, then don't go home. Go to the nearest police station. Get on the phone with nine one one. Like although they didn't do anything, like I felt like he knew where I was going because I was like heading toward the downtown area of where I was at. And that's where the police station was, or he just gave up. I don't know what the plan was, um, but just thinking about it now scares me, and it scares me to have children and think that someone's going to hurt them. But that's just my own anxieties that I have about the world. And I just want to share this story. It's just so you could know that you should be aware, and there's a lot of bad people out there. And there's a lot of good people out there too, but it's better to be safe than to be sorry. But ya que las traumé. <laughs> On a lighter note, last week I was taking a break. I was walking and I opened up my phone and the first thing I opened and it's a notification from Hinge. And it says like this person like send you a message. And with Hinge, you either like like a person or you send a message and a like. I don't know. It's weird. Some guys will just send you like a heart. They like your picture and then you never talk to them again if you match them because they don't initiate the conversation and I rarely initiate the conversation unless like there's something to talk about. But um, this guy said, hey, and I was like, hey, what's up? And then he's like, oh, Hinge says we're more compatible. We're the most compatible because sometimes they give you like every day they give you a person they're compatible with. And usually let me tell you, they're wrong. <laughs> but this time I was like, oh, like I've seen this guy here before. And I'm thinking he's probably thinking the same thing. Like this girl's still here. Like what's wrong with her? <laughs> uh, so we talk a little bit. And that day I was having like a slower day. So I was able to like keep a conversation going, which usually I forget. And sometimes I even like mute the notifications. But that day, for some reason, I had time. And we were talking back and forth. And he's like, hey, do you mind if like you give me your number? Would you feel comfortable like that? And I always like to ask for their Instagram. And he's like, and I told him, well, let me see your Instagram. And I, I do this because I want to make sure they're real. And you could tell a lot about a person's Instagram. So then he sends it to me and I look at it. And I'm like, okay, it looks, looks normal. So I give him my phone number. I was like, oh, here, you look real. So we talk here and there. He asked me when I'm free. I let him know. So we make plans to meet on Saturday. And he makes reservations, which was like, I know it's the bare minimum, but guys these days don't make effort. And I was like, wow, okay, like he's really trying. But throughout the week, I was like so short with them. <laughs> I feel bad now, but I was very short with him and he was really trying. And anyways, like we talked on the phone like one time and 
it just like was very like short like i didn't know much about this guy i just knew that like so far he seemed nice and and real which is more important but uh we didn't talk much so i think that we were both feeling like wait is this really gonna happen on saturday like are we really going but i had this mentality of like i am gonna go like i just i was busy so on saturday he ended up calling me and we talked a lot before the date and i realized that we had a lot in common so it got me really like excited for the date because i I thought oh we have a lot in common like this should go well i first i didn't know anything about the guy so i was like really gonna be surprised when i got there and found out everything but we had a lot of similar the mentality and just things we've been through and i got very excited so we we went to dinner when he got there like he was as tall as he said he was and he looked like his pictures and he brought me flowers which i thought was really sweet and really thoughtful we had dinner we talked a lot we were it, it was just like a great conversation and then we ended up going somewhere after we went to this rooftop bar and it was so cute and i just had an amazing time but in the conversation we did realize that we had matched before and he was like why do you keep on matching me like i don't get it we didn't even talk he's like i think one time we exchanged like a couple messages and then you unmatch me or you deleted your hinge i don't know so i had to be honest and i told him that it wasn't personal but i had this idea that i was gonna meet someone in person organically like not through an app and then it wouldn't happen so i would get on the app and like get off because i would get annoyed and that's just been my story like on the apps but um, i'm glad that i went he was like do you regret like ghosting me and I told him, like, no, I don't regret it because every I'm, like, the strongest believer on everything happens for a reason. And I told him, like, maybe I just wasn't ready to meet you. And we had a wonderful time. We ended up seeing each other again on Monday. And that was fun as well. And now we have a date today. So I'm excited about that. It's nice to meet someone that has, like, similar values, similar mentality, and just goals in life. So I am excited and we'll see where this goes. So on this week's episode, I wanted to talk about toxico, toxica culture in the Latino community because lately, not lately, maybe in the last like five years, I've seen the word toxica used and toxico and glamorized. Like not in a like, oh, I'm in a toxic relationship. I don't like my boyfriend or girlfriend. I've seen it like, I love my Toxica or girls wearing Toxica shirts. Like yesterday, I went to Ross because, you know, your girl loves a deal. And I didn't find anything. But what I did find was this girl that was on the opposite side of me wearing a shirt that said Toxic. And it took a lot for me to not ask her like what the meaning of the shirt was. But I didn't want to offend her and I don't want to offend anybody. And I don't know who she is, so... I wouldn't want to approach someone and someone get offended and they end up in jail or something. (laughs) And the reason I wanted to talk about this is not because I'm against the word toxico and toxica. I am against the glamorization of it where people are proud to be this type of person. I have called someone a toxico before, but because for a good reason. And I've been called a toxica before. And now looking back about why I was being called a toxica... I'll explain a little more in a little bit, but 
it just got me thinking of how a lot of other cultures that are not Latinos um, are thinking every Latina is toxica, every Latino is toxico. And it's this thing that it's like a trend and it happens a lot in social media. And I've seen people with stickers on their cars, like the girl I saw yesterday with her toxic shirt. Like when I think of toxic, I think of the Britney Spears song. But <laughs> that's just me. Like I would never wear something like that. It just... It's not something that I would like to be known as. But I did a poll on Instagram about um, the glamorization of toxico toxic culture. And what I asked is, have you ever been called a toxica or a toxico? And people voted and 70% said yes and 30% said no. So a lot of people have been called this term. I also asked, do you think it's rude or do you think it's cute? 89% of people said it's rude. 11% said it's cute. So I was very curious to see why people thought it was cute. And let me tell you, not a lot of you answered. So if you're listening to this, why didn't you answer if you thought it was cute? And it's not no judgment zone. Like personally, I don't like it, but maybe someone has like a meaning towards it. And sh like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not judging you. And I will share some of the answers I got, but a lot more were rude. And in my past experiences where I've been called a toxica is when I've established boundaries or I voiced like, hey, I don't like when you do this. Oh, you're so toxic. Why are you so toxic? It's like, no, I just don't like you disrespecting me this way. So therefore, I'm sharing something. Um, I also have had guys tell me, oh, you're Latina. You're probably toxica. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I have had my cousins call me toxica. If you're listening to this, I know you guys know who you are. But it's because I speak my mind and then I express my feelings. And that's not being toxica. That's just me establishing boundaries or letting you know when I feel disrespected. And I know they doing, do it in a jokingly manner. But some people can see it another way. And I've had a guy tell me that he likes being a toxico. I dated this guy for a bit and he's like, oh, I like it when I'm a toxico and I like to. And he started being very possessive. And that's why it didn't work out between us, because I didn't like the possessiveness, very machista. And I think that has a lot of problems that come from that. It's from insecurities. It's from people that aren't sure of themselves that have deeper issues and this is how they mask it and that's exactly that's how I feel like I am not an expert but these are a lot of the answers that I got when I posted this so let me share some of them so most people said that they hate it and that they normal that this term is normalizing abusive relationships and abuse doesn't always have to be physical it could be emotional too um, and also a lot of people said it makes people think it's cute to be a controlling and manipulative person. It's an excuse for bad behaviors and it makes it okay for people to not have boundaries or respect each other. Uh, a, lo a lot of you said that it's not cute and it needs to stop and it's very immature. Someone said that it's plain disrespectful. Clearly, there's just trust issues there. And one big one that I really liked that someone shared, it said, it feeds the angry, crazy Latina stereotype used to invalidate or and manipulate our feelings. And this is exactly what I was talking about. So for the person that said this, high five, sis, because this is exactly what I was talking about when I said that I don't agree with the glamorization of it because we feed into the stereotype and now everybody thinks that every Latina is toxica and 
that this and that and argumentative like you don't know how many times a guy from another culture has told me like oh you're latina you're probably crazy huh you're probably toxic and i'm just like why and it's just like the term spicy latina like no don't call me spicy latina i'm not a hot sauce another comment that i really like that it said i think it desensitizes the reality of how scary toxic relationships can be and from experience i wasn't a toxic relationship and using this term is very triggering for me because it was toxic and I know a lot of people overuse that term too, but the fact that you thought that you love somebody, but you get treated badly and keep going and keep that cycle going because that's all you know, it's kind of scary because it's hard to get out of those relationships. After being, let's say, okay, for example, you call yourself toxica with your current partner because you guys are both like, like to, like, what is it? Is it playful and you use it because, ah, it is toxico because you want to know where I'm at or I, I don't know exactly how it would work out. But let's say, for example, you're in this toxica, toxico, like proud toxica relationship. Then you break up and then you start a new relationship. Your new partner doesn't like that term. Now what? What are you going to call yourself? You're going to have all these insecurities because when you were in that toxico, toxica relationship your partner was like Ay, eres toxica porque quieres saber donde ando. you want to know where i'm at so you're toxica or just little things like i can't wear this because el toxico is going to think that um i am trying to attract other guys but now your new boyfriend says hey girl you look good like wear it flaunt it and you're like wait what like you're not jealous and then it creates problems it creates problems with your new relationship where maybe you're new man he's confident or your new woman is confident and they're like hey that's my man like wearing that and yeah he looks good but I'm not gonna say don't wear that because girls are gonna look at you so it just creates a lot of issues I know I said that this was a no judgment zone but I am judging you and I apologize if you're offended but just really think about the words that you use because it could affect your children in the future or even your next relationship you might think that this relationship is forever and sometimes they're not and then you create like these insecurities and these trust issues and just re let's really think about the choice of words that we use because this is just another stereotype that's added to our culture and people from other cultures expect us to be a certain way and you're like feisty and you're this, si te gusta pelear, but we're not all like that. I also think that this problem stems from like our machista culture and how we grew up and you know, I, in my family, there was a lot of machista men that would be like, you're not wearing that because it's too short and you're not going to do this and you have to report to me and just things are changing and it's no longer like that. So the moment that the women or men are putting their foot down in relationships and saying like, no, I don't like that. Um, I don't think it's right or voicing boundaries and opinions and feelings. And it's like, oh, you're toxic. Like, what? Because I'm standing up for myself like my previous ancestors didn't stand up for themselves? I think that it's crazy to be categorized as a toxic or a toxica for having a voice. And this is why I feel so strongly about this. And you might not agree. But then again, like I said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. 
And this topic is very controversial, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And I did hear it in another podcast, which is why it's been in my head for a while. I've heard it in This Latina Needs Therapy too. I'll link them in my bio. I thought it was a great topic. And it just like got me thinking of all the things I could talk about with this. There's a lot more that I'm sure I didn't cover. But the most important thing is just think of the choice of words that you're using when you're referring to yourself in a relationship as a toxico or a toxica because it kind of normalizes toxic relationships so therefore that's all you look for in a man or woman or whatever so be mindful when you're using that term in a glamorized way i hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast let me know your thoughts i love to hear from you um I'll link the speak pipe where you can send your messages. I know that some of you have sent some and I haven't got to them. I wanted to get to some today, pero yes, when it's 10.38 and I have to get going to go shop before it gets really hot. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on Instagram, TikTok, Latina Podcast on Twitter. Place your order for your Unbreakable Latina shirt. I can't wait to see you guys wearing them. If you ordered one already, please tag me or take a picture. I'd love to feature you on my Instagram. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. Next week's episode is going to be exciting with Chantel about therapy. I know a lot of you have a lot of questions and we will be answering them. And then I'll be in Mexico. So I'll let you guys know on next week's episode how it's going to go, if I'm going to be able to record or not. But I appreciate your support. You guys mean so much to me. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you.